Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, all, and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Already, you see that I am the host <laughs> right now. Jason is taking a backseat for a little bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not taking a backseat. He's going to, we have a big, 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 huge, huge. It's a huge, <laughs> <laughs> we have a huge, we have a show ready for you today that's going to, yes. you know, it's going to knock your socks off. You know, you're not. It's, it's going to be talking about the NBA draft, you know, how we see things, not mm-hmm. really how we see things, but just we're going to give one of our special hosts today, Jason Collins, you're going to give him the GM hat and he's going to fix the draft for us. All righty. <laughs> Jason, got anything you want to say? Um, I would say a little bit is that I know the NBA draft is a lot more about like the more important. It's one of the more important things is age. Mm. Right. The younger somebody is, the higher they're going to go. So that's going to move things around a little bit. It's not like if we put all of these guys on a three on three tournament right now, who would win type of thing. And I also view <clears throat> the higher draft picks. I put more value in what the possible upside can be. If it's kind of raw right now, I'm not going to be as judgy on that. But if you see an upside and that's going to be more important than somebody having more skilled or being better right now. You know what I mean? So that's what I believe that NBA teams kind of should be drafting off of. So, yeah, I say the only other thing I've really noticed about the draft is there's like a bunch of guys. There's like five or six, Chris, that can be anywhere from an all-star two guard to six men. Like it is ton of just ball handlers that are really going to, they're going to go lower than a lot of people think because the center position is not as deep and the uh, power forward position is not as deep this year. So, yeah, that's that's my intro to that. And you know how this is not our Evolution of Basketball series, which I hope that you've been checking out. This is our mock it's draft serious. series right now, and we are reaching and stepping into the newest evolution. Look at the draft, when, and you will see exactly what we're talking about. He just mentioned it. It's not really big and kind of power forward heavy. It's really guard heavy. These are the players who skilled, highly skilled guard heavy. You know what I'm saying? These are the players who grew up watching the KDs grew up watching the Steph Curry's, you know, now Mm -hmm. you're going to see a whole different level of basketball player. This is the new era. This is the 2020s from the, this next decade, this new evolution is going to be insane. And we're about to, we're about to help these teams out a little bit. All right. (laughs) So at least for this podcast, you know, It's going to be another two-part series, so we're going to start with 30 through 16, and then the second part, we're going to do 15 to 1. So it's going to be a little bit long, so if you want to grab some popcorn, hang on a little bit, you know what <laughs> I mean? Maybe even take a drive for a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So for number 30 on this list, we have 
the give me one second. Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Thanks, Jason. Mm-hmm. The, the Utah Jazz. Okay, they have the 30th pick, and with the 30th pick, you want to go ahead and lead into that one, which you would do with the 30th pick? So with the 30th pick, we're choosing Trey Mann. On my big board, he's 25, but he's one of those guards who's going to get pushed down. Uh, his three-point three, three point shot is really special. Uh, this guy is around 6'4". He's not a big wingspan guy. He's also a sophomore, as Chris told me, too. Uh, this guy is a really solid scorer. Florida's offense kind of ran through him. So what his value is, is he's a tough shot maker. Basically, none of, none of it's J.J. Redick. Oh, I'm going to run off a bunch of screens. You know what I mean? Not an Alex Caruso type of guy. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised one day if he's scoring around 18 to 20 or anywhere from the seventh to eighth guy on your bench. I feel like what's going to get him drafted and what I feel like he adds to the Utah Jazz is they have Jordan Clarkson right now. Jordan Clarkson and most six mans go through like seven or eight <laughs> NBA basketball teams. Just look at Lou Williams. You got the Clippers, you got the Atlanta Hawks, you got the Toronto Raptors. This guy's been on teams galore, right? So these guys really change positions. So I think, you know, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm thinking about, okay, we have all these wing shooters. We have Donovan Mitchell, like starting our offense. I definitely want to get a guy in here who has the potential to win Donovan Mitchell's off the floor to be a creator. And I feel like Trey Mann is like a perfect fit for that. So that's my Jason Collins GM reasoning there, Chris. All righty. Okay. Okay. And he also was able to, you know, average about 10.2 points while in Florida. Yeah. Um, he mm-hmm. shot about, uh, about 35% from three point and about 70% yeah. from the free throw. So, I mean, he is a solid player. He's going to, he's, he, he has his, he's a sophomore. So his potential is, He's already falling into his potential now. Most players do come out in their freshman year. So now he's already kind of took that next step. And now he's going to take yeah. a step further. Mm-hmm. He's also a really slim body, too. So he has the ability to put on muscle and be able to finish a little bit better at the rim of the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be definitely yeah. dangerous. You know, if he can shoot and he can drive, I mean, that's the next evolution. We're seeing it mm-hmm. now. All righty. So now we're going to step into number 29. And with the 29th pick, <laughs> and with the 29th pick, can I be Adam Silver for a second? And with the 29th Yeah, go pick, for it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You got to go for it. And with the 29th pick, we have the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we got Sharif Cooper going here. This guy is one of the more famous guys in the college basketball You'll find him anywhere from mock drafts from like 18 to like in the second round. Uh, he's a six foot one guy. He's not really big. Like he's not like a bulky kind of guy. Uh, he's one of the best passers in the draft or the best passer in the draft. I think he had like 8.1 assists if I'm not cr- wrong. Um, so he's able to, you know, be successful in the pick and roll and he's able to finish around the rim a lot better than you would assume a six foot one guy would be able to do, but he shoots 22% from the three point line is six one. That is a, you know, that's in the modern NBA. You can't be that at that size and he's not like a freak athlete. Yeah. So, you know, that's his, his level, his skill level right, right away is assisting. Um, so I I feel like he definitely can achieve high-level assists. So if I'm the Phoenix Suns, right, I mean, I feel like you have a win-now team. 
you're not going to draft anybody right now at 29 that's going to be able to start for you. I don't even think you'd really be able to draft anybody to come off the bench. But you're drafting a point guard that's smaller, that's the best passer in the draft. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Phoenix Suns, I want them to learn from CP3 without having to be thrown into the wolves right away, right? Right. The CP3 college, there's no better NBA player that I would re- that he needs more to learn from than tiny Chris Paul, who's a great passer, who's not a phenomenal three-point shooter. But I'm not comparing the two, but I, I feel like from the Phoenix Suns, I feel like the mentorship is going to be very accessible. And I feel like we saw it with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, CP3 is at least willing to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking Sharif Cooper here to the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Okay. I see what you're going with there. Um, <clears throat> at least for me, you know, the CP3 college is like you said before, is there's no better college, especially when you have a player who's already probably existing at a little bit at a high level right now. I mean, 8.1, he is the better passer in the draft. And he's also yeah. scoring about 20.2 points. So, like, yes. let him learn that mid range game from CP3 and how to be mm-hmm. a better floor general and work the pick and yes. roll a lot, lot, lot better and see what happens mm-hmm. to him. Okay. Yeah. And now that's a nice uh, go off into with the uh, 28th pick in the draft. We have the 76ers without Ben Simmons. Oops, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is manifesting his hopeful future. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I had a brain fart there. So I got Marcus Bagley on my big boys with 34. Um, basically this guy's a wing. He's six foot seven with one of those beautiful six foot 11 wingspans that three and D teams love so much. I think he's either a freshman or a sophomore off the top of my head. You can look that up while I'm talking, but, uh, he's, he's a great, he, 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 he can be a really great defender on the next level. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's not really hyper athletic, but this guy basically just shoots threes. Mm. Right. I mean, shooting 34.7% from the three point line, you know, then, you know, the, uh, this, this team, you have Tyrese Maxey. So I don't really believe in drafting a point guard. If you draft a center who there's one that I have falling out of the second round, I'm not going to falling into the second round. I'm not going to, uh, uh, give away that too soon because he's a little higher on a lot of people's boards, but, um, I don't really believe in drafting a big, when you already have Embiid and Tobias Harris, but drafting a guy who you think maybe a year or two now can play productive minutes in a role that the 76ers need and every NBA team needs, which is a three and D wing. So I think he can develop into that. So that's why I'm thinking Sixers draft Marcus Bagley. Mm, from Arizona state. Okay. Yeah. He did average about 10.8 points. So he's a little bit, so he's a little bit better than Trey Mann. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little bit. He can get some get some assists, so he can he can learn from Embiid a little bit with that. Um, mm-hmm. And he has he was averaging about a thirty eight point seven field goal percentage as well. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Pretty solid player there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh man, I can't believe! Wow. Okay, and with the twenty seventh pick, <laughs> I got the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> drafting Herb Jones. My 41st ranked guy on my big board. This guy's a senior. Okay. Brooklyn Nets don't need a project. 
right? They got everybody and their mom on that team. They just need people that can play defense, which he's very good at. And somebody who can shoot the three, which he shoots 35% from the three-point line, and he's six foot eight. Um, what scares me and why, you know, I wouldn't put him a little higher. I have a three and D guy that goes pretty high. I think he's a junior. Um, I'm not going to ruin that to surprise, but his three per- point percentage was absolutely terrible before this previous season. So I, I will be a little bit worried about that. So that's why I have him a little lower than a lot of people. I think a lot of people have him around this, this draft pick, but I have him on big board 41, but you know, the Brooklyn Nets just need a guy that can, you don't, they don't need creators. They need somebody that can play off of three phenomenal creators, Kyrie, James Harden, KD, and at some length. Maybe one day he can be what um, I think it's Jared Green. Am I thinking of the right player? That, that Jeff Green. Maybe Jeff he can Green, yeah. be a Jeff Green type of guy. That's that's what we're thinking here. Hmm. Okay, Jeff Green. Well, here's a couple of accolades from our Herb Jones going into the Brooklyn Nets, possibly, mm-hmm. on Jason's list. So we have a 2020-2021 uh, SEC Player of the Year. He was a 2020 to 2021 All SEC. Then he was 2021 All SEC Tourney, two times SEC All Defense. That's something that the yep. Brooklyn Nets need some defense. Yes. 2021 mm-hmm. SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. They need some defense. They need some defense. I, we just got it. That's a good job supporting the points there. Yeah. Good job, Chris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and with the 26th pent. In the NBA draft, we have the Denver Nuggets. Yes, sir. All right. We have an interesting one here. I have Terrence Shannon going here. So this guy is on my big board 21. A lot of people have him in the second round. Uh, He's a sophomore, so he's not super old. This guy is 6'6". What he is is an athletic freak. Out of the two guards, he might be the second most no third most athletically gifted two garden he's a he's a slam dunk champion level athlete all right that's that should put it in perspective he's not super skilled yet with creating his own shot right he's not as dominant as you would want him yet at driving to the basket with his athleticism but something very promising for him is he's shooting 35 percent from the three-point range right Mm, so this guy with his athleticism size could eventually develop into another creator at the two guard position, Mm. which I know I don't agree with the way they structure their offense, but I think long-term you're eventually going to have to give Jamal Murray money, Nicole Jokic money, and Michael Porter is going to eventually get a max, right? Mm -hmm. So you have three max guys. Then I don't believe will Barton will be on the team within the next two years. Let's say two years from now, this guy who is a project who's a sophomore could eventually be working into the starting lineup that you can have on a rookie contract. So that's yeah. my it's my thought process here. Uh, I really I really believe him more than a lot of guys. Uh, but you know that's it is what it is. I I that's that's this is my guy for this team. And one thing that we are seeing here is that he's definitely been able to take a leap as well. I mean, from his mm-hmm. 2019 to 2020 uh, points per game. You see, he went from 9.8 points in 2009 in the 2009 season to 12.9 that's already a leap mm-hmm. yeah, you know sure. like it's even though it's like about 
2.1 points, I mean, that's still a leap. It's still definitely yes. a leap. Still definitely mm-hmm. a leap. And that's, that you like to see players do that. You like to see pe- players, you know, grow and become better. He also was mm-hmm. able to um, step into the all-Big 12 this year and the all-freshman Big 12 this year. I mean, like, this player is definitely going to grow into something special. I can see him taking Will Barton's spot eventually. I mean, I want to call it, but, you know, I do see the different <laughs> Nuggets. Do you see the different Nuggets moving? If they do move this way, then, I mean, they'll be better for it. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> okay. So, with the 25th pick in the NBA draft, the Los Angeles oh. Clippers select... Josh Giddy. Now, this guy I have on my big board 15. It's just situationally... There's reasons why he drops. It's not because I don't believe in the player. Because this guy is at the end of a lot of people's lotteries, which I agree with. This guy's a six point six eight point point guard. Like he's probably top two, top three best passers in the draft. So his his ability to create off the dribble is pretty nice. He has decent finishing ability. Um his shooting percent his three point percentage is the reason why he's not a top 10 pick. If he was shooting like 35, 36% from the three point line, this guy would be more highly touted, but I like his shooting form. Um, I feel like he is, I feel like there's a chance that this guy one day could become an all-star level player. I feel like worst case scenario though, I feel like he's Sean Livingston at the end of his career with the golden state warriors, a bigger point guard that you can bring off the bench. But I think this works perfectly if I'm the Clippers, right? Because then you can get away with having Reggie Jackson on the floor and you can have the creator that they've always wanted. And you're adding the forward, which for some reason the Clippers love having and all the forwards, all the six foot eight players they can possibly put on the floor. So this guy has got a really high upside. This would be a steal at this draft pick. Uh, he just fell through the situation and the way the draft has gone. So at least my my mock draft is gone. Uh, yeah, this this guy is really really a fun watch. He's from Australia too, so yeah, yeah, he is an international player as well. So I mean, it's he already had. I mean, I'm not going to put him on the same pedestal as Luka Doncic. I'm not going to do that, not at all. <laughs> no, no. But what I'm going to do is say that you know because he got a chance to play against grown men, he's a little bit you know he's a little bit more seasoned than most players are at his level. Yes. Yes. So taking that experience forward, I mean, he can grow into something eventually. Just like all these players mm-hmm. can. They all have the potential to do so. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what it turns into. I'm a basketball fan. I'm looking at all the players <laughs> in the draft. I want to see I want to see who the next great player is going to come out to be. Yes. And I think I got an idea as well. Oh, okay. All right. All righty. And with the 24th pick <laughs> in the NBA draft, we have James Hart. Oh, on my bad. Uh, he's the Rockets. <laughs> they wish. Um, so, yeah, I have JT Thor here. If I'm the Houston Rockets, I have this guy on my big board of 32. Uh, if I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm taking um, projects. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to find the most skilled guy right now. What this guy is is a 6'10 athletic freak. Okay. He's really thin. But if you Google him right now and watch 10 seconds of highlight tapes, you will see him having ridiculous lops. Like this guy is another slam dunk level athlete. Okay. Mm. He's shooting the three point percentage at 30%, which is not terrible. 
Um, I just feel like at the power forward position, they don't really have much other than Christian Wood, which I understand. But I feel like this is the kind of guy who is a boomer bust type of guy. But I feel like this is the kind of guy you take a shot on at 24. So if you're the Houston Rockets and you're really rebuilding. So, yeah, this is why I have JT Thor here at 24. I think this is a good rebuild player. Um, if you're going into rebuild mm-hmm. mode, which we clearly are because you have John Wall, you have Christian Wood, you have your signing star and um, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, like future signing star, and you. This is a good guy to just put on there. I mean, he's going to average. He's going to give you about. Well, he's averaging about nine point four. You know, let him grow a little bit. Maybe he'll turn into a eleven to twelve point per game type score. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, he's, yeah, he's a big guy. He's six ten, and he's hitting three. So he's also he's already that stretch big. So he's already that evolution of basketball that every team is looking for. Give him a chance to mm-hmm. grow. Don't call him a bust yet. Don't call him a boom yet. Give him a couple yeah. of years, and maybe we'll see. We'll see something. You know, he, I think he has a big upside. So let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a good good take. Yeah. <clears throat> All righty. And with the twenty third pick, hold on now. They got two picks. Yeah, oh back shoot. To back. Going back to back. <laughs> He's going song. back to back. <laughs> With a 23rd pick, as well as the 24th pick, we have the Houston Rockets. Once again, go ahead. Yes, sir. We have them dra- drafting Nimas Kukoida. That's His name's a tough one. He's a junior from Utah State. This guy, I know I just talked about high upside guys, and he's a junior, which may not, you may think that doesn't make sense. But I feel like after Evan Mobley, this is probably the greatest shot blocker at the rim. Okay. He's seven foot with a seven foot four wingspan, and he moves much better than you would think that a guy getting drafted this late would move. He is impressively built. It's not flabby at all. This guy is he he, he is a built human being. Um, he'll flash sometimes shooting from the mid-range, but it's it's still really, really raw. He has some post moves. That's obviously not going to translate to the NBA. What I'm saying will translate to the NBA, and this is why I really believe in him, is because he offers something that nobody else in the Houston Rockets offer. You have Kevin Porter in the pick and roll, and you need a lob threat. This guy, seven footer, seven foot four wingspan, who I believe is a pretty solid athlete, is going to be a great lob threat. He's going to rebound and Dear God, Houston needs somebody that can play defense. They can't stop anybody on that team. And I think that even though this guy is a little older, I really believe that at some point in time, you got to make some sort of move to get somebody that could play some defense. And this guy is two-time Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. So he's a special shot blocker. Uh, He's not as great of a lateral athlete as a vertical athlete. So there's a chance that he might get exposed on the pick and roll. But I I believe this is a guy a little bit more than other people. I I think he might be like his best case scenario is 95% of DeAndre Jordan. But, um, you know, he also shoots 70% from the fifth line. So he's not get hacked to Shaq. So. Yeah, this is this is who I would choose if I'm Houston at 23. Definitely choosing this person at 23. Like you said before, Houston can't defend and save their life, and this is a three-time All-MWC, um, three-time All-MWC attorney, three-time MWC All-Defense, two-time yes. MWC Defensive Player of the Year, 2008-2018 MWC Rookie of the Year. And then you also mm-hmm. look at his career stats, just to put this in perspective, 
he went from scoring 13, 14.9 to 13.2. I see that's a little bit drop off, but let me tell you where it gets better. He wasn't making any threes, none. Mm-hmm. 0.0 free field goal, three-point percentage. For his career, he averaged 37.5. That's 37, potential there. That's potential there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so he was a little bit drop-off, but he's gotten better other places. So this is a guy yeah. who's seasoned, who's ready for it. I mean, I think this would be a great pickup. I mean, you're getting more, you're getting better defensively, which you need, because yeah. we're moving past the D'Antoni days. You don't have mm-hmm. the same level of firepower. You don't have the same coach anymore. You have a different coach. You have to create a new identity. He starts with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a chance of being a dominant post scorer because he has the physical body. But it's it's very raw right now, and I don't think that the Houston offense will support that. But yeah, I think yeah, I I definitely agree. This guy would be a really good pick here, in my opinion. Obviously, it's my draft, so yeah, or to disagree with myself. <laughs> and with the twenty second pick, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, drafting Chris Duarte. I mean, this is like match made in heaven. This guy is 24, six foot seven, and shoots 42% from the three point range. Okay. And it's not all just Duncan Robinson threes. He can actually create a little bit off the dribble. He has a little bit of ability to create off the dribble in mid range and finish a little bit. So he has a chance of being maybe one day a 12 to 13 points per game score. But I feel like there's a really solid scenario where he's just Danny Green. You know what I mean? Which is a phenomenal steal on a rookie contract. He's older, so he's not going to go as high, which works perfectly for the Lakers. I, you know, I could definitely see him replacing Caldwell Pope, and you can move on from that contract. If I'm the Lakers, okay, now I can move on from Chris Caldwell's Pope's contract, and you know, build in other places or on the team. So, if I'm the Lakers, I would, I would run to the podium if this guy's there. He fits perfectly. I mean, we all know LeBron James needs shooters. I don't think any creators left is good enough to be who I would take. So, I mean, you have to trade up for one of those, but. This guy, yeah, he's a perfect veteran for a team that's ready to win now. So, yeah, this is this is my guy for the Lakers, man. If he's a Danny Green-esque player, I mean, I just hope that he doesn't do what Danny Green does. Danny Green can't hit uh, <laughs> anything to save his life when he plays for LeBron. <laughs> but as soon as he leaves, he's like, he becomes the greatest shooter on the planet. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that's, that's perfect, though. You know, a nice little mm-hmm. Danny Green-esque player. He's a little bit younger. You know, the Danny Green, of course, so he he has, still has those legs, so he can do the 3 and D. He could replace Caldwell Pope, you know, because Caldwell Pope likes to run around and follow a lot. You know, he doesn't <laughs> score all the time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't go games without scoring. <laughs> can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would be a nice pickup for the Lakers, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All righty. And with the 21st pick in the NBA draft, we have the, the New York Knicks. Yes, yeah. sir. Moses Moody. So this guy's in a lot of people's lotteries and will sometimes break the top 10. He's 6'6", was one of those phenomenal seven-foot-one wingspans. Uh, I know he can hit threes. Um, I just... He's a good defender, but I'm really worried about his shot-creating ability long-term in the NBA. Um, I don't really think that he has the upside as some other guys that I have higher on the list. 
So that's why I have him a little lower in my bid board. I have him 18. Most people have him eight spots higher around that that spot. But I feel like you're the New York Knicks. This guy is six six, so small ball can play small forward or. You know, if you have, you have R.J. Barrett at points sometimes, maybe. I don't know what they're going to do long-term, but I I feel like this is the kind of high upside guy that has defensive upside, fits what Tom Thibodeau wants to do. And I didn't really see anybody left that was better than him. So I feel like I felt like it was the right place for him to go. I think he would be really good there. And, uh, yeah, this, this guy is... I'm not a huge fan of him where people usually have him, but I feel like 21 a freshman with his size and his three point shooting ability is good at, at 21. For sure. You know, you have what 30, 35. So basically 30, 36% three, three point shooting. Um, mm-hmm. It's about 16.8%. I mean, 16.8 points per game. You're also looking at a 20 to 20, 2020, 2021 all SEC, and he was an all freshman as well in SEC conference, and he was also the rookie of the year this year. So he has yeah. a lot of accolades already building, and he can only mm-hmm. go further. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> all righty. Oh, all righty. And oh. with the 20th pick, the Atlanta Hawks select Nishan Highland. Man, I was blowing up Chris's phone about this guy. All right, this guy, I mean, I love the Atlanta Hawks, one of my favorite teams to watch. I know that I'm a Cavs fan, technically, but I really like watching them play. So this guy legitimately shoots from Damian Lillard range right now. It's not, oh, one day he might develop. No, this guy is pulling up, hitting tough shots from that range, right? He is a bucket getter. Right now he's at a 2.1 assists, which makes me a little bit worried about him ever becoming an all-star, but the potential is there, right? He's six foot three, got that six, nine wingspan, which is perfect for him to be able to say, okay, I can guard ones and twos because he might not be tall enough to be a two, but that six, nine wingspan make up for it defensively. So you add all that together. He's a bucket getter. Here's where I'm going with this. The Atlanta Hawks have a bunch of young guys at basically every position that, it could be solid, but Lou Williams plays a huge role on that team. He's older. So obviously I think long-term he can be a great six man to Trey young, because if you're going to say, Hey, we're going to give Lou Williams the keys to our car. When Trey young's off the floor, who's not as great as a passer. That makes me think Nishan Highland could be a good fit here as a shot creator from the, the guard position and be able to shoot from the same range Trey Young does, create from the same spots that Trey Young creates from, so and have huge upside. I really feel like he has bigger upside than people think. A lot of people have him in the second round. In my big board, he's 24. I really believe in this guy. Um, one of my favorite watches, and I, I feel like this is a match made in heaven, to be quite frank. Yeah, considering all the the shot creators they have on the Atlanta Hawks team, like he fits right in mm-hmm. perfectly. I mean, he's a what, an explosive, high powered player. You know what I'm saying? Especially from mm-hmm. you know letting the ball fly, shooting those threes. That's kind of like a state a staple piece of their offense anyway. Shooting threes at a high level, they all can create, mm-hmm. they all can shoot. Um, looking at his percentages, I mean, for his career, he's 39.9 percent from the free throw. I mean, from the from the three point line. So I mean, that's big. That's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous to say the least, you know, especially yes. coming into the NBA. And now, once he's in the NBA, if they do pick him right, and they're just making their team better. 
Um, you get yeah. a, a, a player of the year for the A10 conference and a all A10 this year and all A10 tourney and a all freshman team. I mean, like this guy's accolades goes on and on and on. And so yes, he's going to get better. Yeah, he's a he's a perfect fit, and it's tough shots too. It's not like he's just shooting like Duncan Robinson off off ball. It's step back, step overs. Like it's all it's off balance three point shots. So yeah, I really I really feel like his game translates really well. Yeah, and with the nineteenth pick in the NBA draft, we have the New York Knicks. All right. This guy is one of the more underrated players in this draft. I'm I'm so upset. Jared Butler. All right. Everybody loves his t- teammate, Davion Mitchell. But I honestly think this guy's better. And I understand this might be crazy. This is junior. He's 6'3", 6'4", point guard. Okay. He's a solid passer, a good enough passer to be a point guard in the NBA. He's not going to be like a Sharif Cooper's going to be elite at passing, but he can do it. He's a 6'3", smooth athlete, but he has another guy who's got deep. He shoots beyond the NBA three-point line in college, okay? Runs a bunch of pick and rolls. He has the ability to make tough shots. He's a tough shot maker, right? I feel like there's a chance that this guy could be an all-star one day. And I feel like this guy is an athlete that I think can translate to the next level because he's not a crazy athlete, but he's just enough in my opinion. And he doesn't understand how to change pace and do do angles. He's a three level score who has the potential to be a four level score at the next level. I really feel like this guy's underrated. He shoots 41% from the three point range. Mm. I know Davion Mitchell has a great three points percentage too, but this, I, I don't know what people are missing about this guy. I know he has some sort of medical issue that could be causing him problems. Um, but at the New York Knicks, I mean, this is a dream come true, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know Derrick Rose is a great player, but I, I don't think they believe in him. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves. Yeah. I don't think they believe in him the way he should be believed in. Jared Butler, they need as many offensively talented guys as they can get on that team. Mm-hmm. Right, because the way they play defense, they need more guys to play offense. And I'm not a believer in Nakina and Mobley the way I believe in this guy. Right, I honestly think that he could be a better player than RJ Barrett on that team. Mm-hmm. I'm completely honest. I really would take Jared Butler. So I, I have my big port eleven. Like this guy, I really love. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was tourney player of the year too. So he's he's yeah. ridiculous, man. I I feel like he's really, really, truly underrated. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, one thing that I gotta say is that you know he was NCAA champion with Baylor. So I mean, he has yes. that championship in DNA with him, and he's also a glue guy because he stuck by that team. And, and they've and when they won, he you know decided to leave. He's been with that team since about 2018. So he was a junior when he won his championship, and mm. his points has been pretty consistent throughout. Um, one thing I do want to say is that he was all attorney NCAA, all region NCAA, all NCAA attorney MOP, because this is AA, two times all Big 12, Big 12, all defense, B- defense. Now you have a guy who can score at all th- three to four levels and he yes. can play defense as well. Mm-hmm. This could possibly be your franchise guy if you yeah. let it happen. This is, and he was also a Big 12 all-freshman as well. So, like I said, once again, it's another player whose accolades just gets better and better, and you just want to see what he becomes when he gets to the next level. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. All righty. 
now we're getting to the nitty gritty. (laughs) (laughs) And with the 18th pick in the NBA draft, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. They select Usman Garuba. This guy in my big board, 17. I really liked what I saw from this guy. He's a weird one. So he's a younger side. I'm pretty sure. I think he's like 19, 18, or 20. But, I mean, he's he's he was playing for Real Madrid. So if that reminds you of anything, same team Luka Doncic played for. Mm. All right? So he's playing at a high, high level. He's so weird because he literally does what he would probably do in the NBA in 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 his film like it's not this guy is a three and d guy right off the box i think worst case scenario he's a top 10 defender in league best case scenario this is an all nba team defender he reminds me of draymond a little bit pascal siakam pot with defensive upside he he he's got great timing he's got great fuel defensively these defensive guys usually are not people will try to say, oh, what's their wingspan? Like, I know he's 6'9", so he's probably going to have a solid wingspan, but what it is is a lot of it's defensive instincts, a lot of it's heart. And I feel like I can just, you turn on the tape and you can see it. It's all over the tape. So he's also a really solid three-point shooter. I don't have his percentage right in front of me, but I know he's shooting pretty well. So, I mean, this guy is a perfect 3 and D guy. I, I feel like there's a chance, there's like a 1% chance he turns into a superstar, but I feel like probably this guy is going to be your starting power forward, great defender, shoots. Like if PJ Tucker was 6'9", this is kind of what he would look like. So that's kind of where I'm going with this guy. I feel like he he's an NBA champion level role player, mm. which that's, you know, it's it's hard to find this guy. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like this is a good fit because they don't really have anybody at the forward position that's great yet. And so I think they could use a guy like this. Oh, and to answer your question, he shot about 32% from the, free, from the three-point line. Um, but yeah, this is like exactly what Jason was meaning. Like, yeah, I looked at his points per game. He's not really one of the greatest scores. No. Um, but what is really they're going to need is defensive capabilities. And that's not something that shows up on the stat sheet. That's something that mm-hmm. you have to look at the player. You have to examine the player and you'll see it. I mean, because mm-hmm. defense is all effort, all heart, and all just wanting it. You have to want it. Yeah. When you watch this guy, this guy wants it. Yeah, I completely agree. <clears throat> all righty. Okay. I like this pick too. All righty. <laughs> And with the 17th pick in the NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select Franz Wagner. Now, a lot of people have this guy in the lottery. Okay, I have him a little lower. My big board is 20. So he's 6'9", great body, really solid three-point shooter in college. I feel like some people are expecting, like, what his pluses are is he ran the pick and roll in Michigan, Right. A lot of people are like, okay, he ran the pick and roll in Michigan. He might be a solid passer at the next level. But honestly, what it is is that I don't think he's such an elite pick and roll runner at the next level that's going to translate. So that's why I might not have him as high. But I feel like he's a solid athlete. This guy can be a solid 3 and D player that can create off the dribble. And I feel like for the Memphis Grizzlies, he matches the Ainge range, right? He's got higher upside because he's younger. You know, I, I we can't know who these people are, so I don't know how hard it works. Maybe he 
It's going to be a gym rat and develop more than I think. But uh, yeah, I think that this guy fills a hole at the wing position because I feel like if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, you love John Morant, you love Dylan Brooks, you like Jonas Valanciunas, and you want to see what Jim Jackson can become. So then this is your three. Right, this is the only gap on the roster with young talent that you want to see what happens. So, yeah, he's a fit with the roster and who I, who I think is as a player. Yeah, definitely a big fit with the roster. I mean, they have a lot of young talent on there. I mean, he's going to knock down a maybe you know a decent clip of threes. You know what I mean, and be be active. He's also was a 2020 21 all Big Ten, Big Ten all freshman mm-hmm. team as well for Michigan as well. Even though is mm-hmm. you know. Fuck Michigan because I'm an Ohio State fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. <clears throat> All righty. All righty. We're coming to the last pick of this segment. Ooh, baby. Okay. And with the 16th pick in the NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select. Cam Thomas. This is match made in heaven. A lot of people have this guy 20 to 32. My big board, he's 13. This guy led the freshman class. Highest scoring freshman. This averaged 23 points per game. Crazy. Yes. Not a good defender. He's 6'4". His three-point percentage is 32.5%. But this guy understands angles. I can tell that he's been watching a lot of Bradley Beal because he's stealing Bradley Beal's moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. He can finish at the rim, and he's a shot creator. Even though he's shooting 32.5%, it's all tough shots. This guy is asked to do everything within the offense. I feel like this is an absolutely perfect fit because you can get away with having a six foot four shooting guard when you have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, but then you can have Cam Thomas guarding the point guard position. Mm-hmm. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a great pick-and-roll runner. He can create a little bit, and he's a great passer, and he's a person you want your ball teams on the ball hands. But Cam Thomas is a bucket getter, and this is a perfect pairing for Shea Gilgis-Alexander because they do completely different things. So long-term, this works out. So I really believe in this pairing. I really believe in the guy. Um, I feel like there's a chance that he becomes an all-star one day or worst-case scenario, I feel like he's a six-man. But this guy is underrated. I feel like a lot of these bucket-getters are underrated in this class. There's so many of them. That's why they might drop a little lower. But this is enough. This, he's, a great, he's a great guy. Freshman year, dropping 23 points per game, that's special. He's not hyper-deficient in any era understands angles understand he has good skill dribbling ability off balance shots like he's he's got it all he's got a high potential to be a 25 point per game scorer so it's perfect pairing with Shea perfect mm. talking about pairing okay so then we're going to look at some accolades now so it's 2020 2021 all sec 2021 all sec tourney sec all freshmen these are just accolades and you know he does have the position to be an all-star he already had trophies before he knows what it looks like another mm-hmm. big thing you know that you said before that i'm really amazed at 23 points per game <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous yeah i mean he's definitely a bucket getter and that's definitely yes. they definitely need some high power explosive players on there too who can just go get it when they need to he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely the person you put the ball who's who who you put who you put the ball in their hands when you need a bucket Yes. He's going to get it for you. 
Yes, completely agree. All righty. So I hope you enjoyed our list thus far. That's all for the first part. You know, stay tuned for 15 to 1. And we are the Basketball Addicts, and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.